Well, welcome back to another episode of the Chatterbox Video Game Radio Show. I say welcome back because I assume they were here last week, right? Or five minutes ago. Or five minutes. Well, they didn't hear the part where we did this That's a second true. time or a first time before the second time. Imagine, listener, all the things that you're not hearing because we've uh, recorded over it. Because of sweet, sweet editing. Did you record over it? It's gone. It okay. disappeared. Well, you can't do like a, these are the outtakes or anything now. I could. I mean, I could reinsert. But I don't, I don't do it takes. Anyway, how it <laughs> takes. Uh, I'm Alon. I'm Laura. I'm Wes. And Wes, you've been on the show before. I, yes, I have. A very long time ago. It was at least two years, I think. More like about, six. Maybe six. Yeah, okay. six or well, six. That's, that's at least two. Yeah. We, <laughs> you've called in several times. I think you may have even helped me co-host yeah. once been, over the phone. I don't think I did because I always only had cell phone access. Yeah. But I'm actually in Phoenix now. I'm kind of an, an audio nerd when it comes to this, the quality of our show. Yeah. I don't like doing that Skype stuff, any of that. That's, it doesn't work out well. Anyway, how, Wes... Uh, how shall we introduce Wes? Um, <clears throat> he's a good guy. Friend of mine. <laughs> friend of mine from college. That's, that's what it says on his business card. Yeah. Good guy and friend of Alon. And, and his epitaph will be good guy. Great. One day. Um, you've, you've worked on... Indie game stuff. We built a game together That's one true. time called That's Pogo true. Chick, yep. which you remade, I think. I'm actually working on a remake of it now for Android. Really? I am. I hope wow. I get a free copy of that. You, well, it's, I think it's going to be free for everyone. It's going to have to be. Otherwise, free? I'm going to need to net some, <laughs> something out of that IP. Yeah, it was it's about, not the IP. I was about to well, mention. It doesn't use the IP. It just uses the mechanics. It's not Pogo Chick? It's, it's 90 Degree Golf. Oh, Wait. Right. Oh, uh, so, so you've so changed Alon, it sufficiently. Yes. Alon can't sue you. Alon can't sue me. He's changed it sufi- sufficiently to cut me out of the loop. Yep. Is what happened. That's here. very That's right. devious. Yeah. yeah. I saw your is. eyes twinkle a little bit as you started <laughs> I was all excited. to explain. Yeah. <laughs> what? Really? Sell that noise. Yeah. Um, all right. Yeah. So uh, we worked on a game at, at like Nintendo did you camp. Two week camp thing. Yeah. We did that. We went to school together for a little while. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, what else was I going to say? Oh, yeah, you did the Gamer's Quarter, which yeah. I don't know if any of our listeners are familiar with it, but maybe. Maybe we've kept Gamer Quarter listeners over the it's, years. It's, I don't know. It was big for a little bit. It came out about the same time as The Escapist when they originally launched. I think we were like ahead of them by a couple of weeks. Yeah, so similar content, but but less drive Man, to make they a beat real you website. The ground, huh? What? We know. It was supposed to be. We have a physical <laughs> magazine. I can, yeah. Yeah, no, I've seen it. It's still going? No, we, we did it for two years. There's eight issues. And then oh, there's a cool. secret ninth issue on Matt's computer that he won't. <laughs> yeah, he uh, won't release. Finish. I'm mad. Okay. <laughs> so he was one of the founders of, of the Gamers Quarter. Which yeah. was kind of like connected, sort of, to, to insert. It's like, insert it's like coin, a play on words. Insert credit. Insert credit. Select button communities. With the quarter yeah. of and the money and you know, the quarter of the time period. Who's that? What, what, yeah. Tim, Tim Rogers, uh, which yeah. is sort of infamous in the community. Uh, who is? Yeah. So we went to school with him. We yeah. all you know Tim Rogers? I oh. went to high school with Tim Rogers. Uh, and college. And we, college. All right. What's the guy's problem? I liked him. I told you I went to college with Tim, right? No, you didn't tell me this. Yeah, dude, I I would. He's a weird cat. He's a but good guy. He knew me from DDR. Are you stuff. sure? Are you no, sure? No, I'm not. You you can't be sure about anything about Tim Rogers. Have you seen him recently, Because he like about half of what comes out okay, of his mouth okay. is not true. He used Let to be kind of fat. Did you know that? And, like now he's like he what? was like me. I think he's trying to get away from that. So I'm sure you'll appreciate. Okay, it. Yeah. I don't, <laughs> I don't think he listens to the show. <laughs> okay, I'm not even going to say he anything will now. more because <laughs> it's just funny because he's he's so. When I saw him for the first time in years, I was like, wait a minute, that's Tim? Because, you know, when people do that, it's like, wow. Have you seen me at my fattest? No, I know you used to be fat, but you haven't let me see pictures of it. That's true. So well, I know one you of, as you. One of my, yeah, that's because the picture, the only picture left, uh, one of my exes won't give back to me. Hey, you uh, should get Tim Rogers on here while he's gone. <laughs> while Laura's gone. Yeah, sure. Yeah, that's <laughs> the great. show would why go on why forever. Why don't, why don't you do that? <laughs> Oh man, I knew Tim back in the day, man. He he recognizes me as DDR guy. In fact, that was my nickname for him. Okay. Anyway, um, yeah. So let's talk about stuff. Yes. Okay. So something I need to mention right away. Okay. And just just like pretend, okay, Alon, that what transpired in the five minutes before us recording didn't. Okay. Just didn't for happen. the sake, just for the sake of the listeners. So, 
Let me ask both of you guys, and you're both also forgetful of the past five minutes before recording. What was the cheapest game you've ever bought new? Uh, you're talking about retail disc copy game? Retail, like totally new at the big box store, like Best Buy. Well, I can't remember. I've definitely bought games for very little money before. Yeah. I... And, got, and and not like and not like you know like the N sixty four game in the corner like ten years after the N sixty four came out but okay. like relatively current is that a brand Circuit new game City. like this recent Circuit Rel- City like used the past to run year. Circuit City when they were around when they were probably on the way down used to run a like bi yearly where they cleared out all their inventory because they would get like well, they two five copies of games. They would get, like, two copies of every game or three or something, and then, like, the one person that shops at Circuit City wouldn't buy it. So they'd have all the games sitting on the shelf. But I used to go there every, like, twice a year and get, like, Yeah, that's the stuff they'd be on, like... Get, like, ten games for five bucks a piece. Be on Cheap Ass Gamer and whatever. Yeah. Five bucks each? Five bucks each. five bucks each. Or ridiculously, like, like, semi-recent games. Not, like, like, the two months ago, but... Within the year. Current generation, yeah, one one year to one okay. to three years. And Alon, you don't recall? I've I've done stuff like that too, and I've bought five dollar games before. Yeah. And yeah. I bought retail uh, wrapped. Right now, uh, you can get uh, what's that? Uh, the, the game where the guy detaches his head is six bucks on the Microsoft Store. Never did or something. I think they're. I'm like syndi- thinking. Syndicate is 10 I'm like bucks right I'm now. like thinking which game with the detaching head. Never yeah. did or dead. It's yeah. It's a Konami published it and it did not. It's not a good game. Oh, never. You're dead. not talking about because Loll- he like throws his head and yeah, shit. Or he something. throws. Yeah. His You're not head. talking and about Lollipop Chainsaw, well, well, I which thinking, I didn't even know released until this week. Yeah, yeah I, I was thinking of that game because that's that six also bucks right now. What on the Never Dead thing? Oh, okay, but and not then, Lollipop. But that's digital. Not Lollipop. That's digital. No, no. Like, you buy it from the Microsoft Store, and they'll send it to you for six months. Oh. I did it this morning. Okay. On my phone. Yeah. So, anyways. Okay. Well, <laughs> I was I was so proud of myself because I discovered an incredible deal. Um, apparently, today, Best Buy had a sale uh, where you could get a copy of Need for Speed, The Run. And I didn't even know I was getting the limited edition, but apparently, I also got the limited edition. It has exclusive content, cool. sir. Uh, yeah. Um, for $5. Yep. Well, actually, Five, it was four ninety nine. Four okay, four ninety nine plus yeah. tax. Um, Five forty. What, what you neglected to, to realize, it's not a good deal when what you're buying is a Need for Speed game. Well, normally I'd agree with you, but this was totally worth five dollars. <laughs> okay. Does it work with your wheel? Uh, horribly. Yes. Have you, did, have you already played a, the demo? It's not open. Yeah, I did. Oh, I, did. Okay. Yeah, I played the demo. <laughs> Wait, is that the game that you had me play the other day that was just abysmal? That you couldn't handle because it was like too much like uh, like Criterion games? Uh, no, that was Need for Speed Underground. No, that was Ridge Racer Unbounded. Oh, which looks just like the newest Need for Speed games, which look just like the... Well, it's, you know, like we said, it's it's designed to look like the generic AAA racing game. Yeah. Because AAA now is a four-letter word. In my opinion. Okay. It's not a sign of quality. It's like a sign of like a specific aesthetic and budget. Yeah. Yeah. And production value. And really like in my opinion, nothing more. Yeah. So so that's exciting. So you're excited about getting this game, which you think is actually not good. So look, I mean, I bought chicken for more money today. Okay. I've I've bought fish at the store several times this week for more than that. Yeah. And no, but fish is expensive. Okay. Like chicken. All right. So it's five dollars. I'll spend five dollars. Okay. Yeah. I'm I, curious. What, yeah. what do you guys think? I should spend my twenty twenty dollars in Best Buy money. On? I sp- oh my we, lord! I spent it on. Uh, there's a. I'm I'm a real big game bargain shopper, which is part of the reason I have like two thousand games. So probably. Uh, it's good wow. that you're a bargain yeah. shopper. You could <laughs> you could maybe pick up like four of those tonight if well, you want. Well, that's the thing. I got. Uh, but it's, last it's, week, yeah, I used my. $20 one, one day so, only. We better we well, better be done before. What we didn't mention tonight. was so at E3, uh, yeah. Best Best Buy was giving away free gift cards, and I like quickly texted Wes. I was like, Wes, get over here and show them this tweet, and you'll get free gift card to Best Buy. So we both did that. We both had twenty bucks, yeah. and I I have no idea what to use mine on. So there was a uh, they were uh, a couple weeks ago. SSX three was on sale for thirty bucks, 
And there's a coupon inside of the magazine you pick up in Best Buy for twenty dollars off. So I got it for ten, which is ten of my uh, ten of the which version of SSX? The new one. Okay. For and then I did I the same thing with Soul Calibur, which was like forty with thirty dollars off. So I got both of those for essentially a dollar. They had a thirty dollar off coupon in their magazine. I actually got Dragon Age two. For $5, like last week, which I didn't think about for some reason when we were talking about games. But yeah, Dragon Age 2 for $5. You sure are a savvy shopper. that was with a coupon. I am a savvy shopper. It was with a coupon. From from where again? It's like they have an at gamer magazine in the store that you can like just pick up, take the, don't, don't, you should buy the magazine. (laughs) Don't just rip out the coupons. But you could. But you could. <laughs> but that would be wrong. <laughs> yeah. In order to, I mean, if I were doing that, I would buy the magazine, yeah, right? I did. I did. Actually, they gave it to me because I. Because you were buying that stuff? <laughs> but you know what the most incredible thing about this is? Uh, no, apparently I don't. Developer still gets a cut. Because it was new. It might be 80 cent cut, but they still get a Probably cut. Probably not even close to 80 yeah. cents. Yeah, you don't think so? For you a $5 th- game? You think it's less. Well,. Best Buy probably lost money on it, right? They Best Buy probably paid twenty or thirty dollars for it, and you know you yeah. bought it for five, but the developer, developer which means by the way, the developer would have gotten yeah, paid. Yeah, so actually, I'm I'm, cool. I'm helping everybody out. Yeah, but you're yeah. not because you're not they're not going back. to buy additional copies right. of that game from the developer, regardless of whether or not you bought it from Best Buy. So you're buying that didn't actually help the developer. You know, in the grand scheme, or even that kind of thinking. Scheme, it took it out of the like used game cycle, right? That was good. It was never in the used game cycle. Yeah, I don't think any All companies right. are able to think that far into the future. Well, you guys think about that and tell us what you think during the break. We'll be right back. Chatterboxers, how much do you love Amazon.com? Since you're like me, the answer is a lot. And since you love Chatterbox almost as much, here's what I want you to do. Next time you get a new game, a pair of socks, downloadable MP3, anything really, go to helpchatterbox.com. It takes you to Amazon, but when you buy something, we get a piece of the action. That's good for us, and Amazon feels good because you didn't buy it from GameStop. Helpchatterbox.com. Remember it. Bookmark it. Tattoo it backwards on your forehead. And yes, all I'm asking you to do is buy stuff you are already going to buy. Just do it at helpchatterbox.com. And we are back. You're listening to Chatterbox Video Game Radio. Which, by the way, sponsored by UAT, the University of Advancing Technology, and their website is uat.edu. And our phone number is 480-442-6321. Or if you have a rare disease that uh, prevents you from um, understanding numbers, uh, well, you're screwed, but you can also use 480-4-GAME-21. You know, I mentioned... uh, the conversion of numbers to letters in in phone numbers recently and i can't remember like in what company it was there was someone who was young like not that young but let's say early teens or something or maybe yeah i think she was 11 right it was it was my friend's daughter or my wife's friend's daughter she she invented was at the house the, the letters no, for but the phone we mentioned something about I don't remember what it was, but for some reason I was talking about some phone number that was letters. And oh no, I would think I was giving away like giving them my Google Voice number, which is, you know, something Alon. And uh That's like cute. what? How do you do that? There's letters. And she had no idea yeah. that this concept of numbers to letter Could, this well, number how, to letter I conversion. Mean, well, this is like this is like recently, right? Well, yeah, this is last week or two weeks ago or something. And that's just yeah, I find I that interesting. I don't think kids ever actually type numbers into the phone to dial anything. Yeah, well, they never look they, at. They do it to text, right? <laughs> they, yeah, they, <laughs> they, they type numbers to text, but not to <laughs> dial uh, anybody. I mean, they don't even look at physical, physical keyboards anymore. 
or not on a phone anyway. Yeah. It's all, you know, a, an iPhone or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. But she wouldn't know who Madonna was either. It's a great storyline. Yeah. <laughs> it's just interesting. Fine. <laughs> all right. You guys want to talk about the Ouya thing. The Ouya. Yeah. Is there a pronunciation key in the Kickstarter page? There is, but I'm going to tell you guys right now. I'm going to pronounce. I'm going to attempt to pronounce it differently every single time I mention the product. Okay. In this show. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's the Randy Savage version. Ooh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Good. So. All right. Like, Thanks pa- for stealing Palage? my thunder, guys. Sorry. Is that like Palaja? Oh yeah. 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 Okay, so uh, I'm just going to say, Wes, that you're the authority on this. So why don't you tell us about it? Well, I think I'm the only one of us three that's actually backed it so far. That you're correct. And may I, may I ask, um, how much backing have you uh, backed it with? I have backed it with $199. $99. See, when I backed Pebble, I gave him an extra dollar. <clears throat> yeah. It's, well, they had a deal where you could back it for 99 and give an extra 30 to get a second controller. And I'm like, that's it. That would be worth it. But... This $99 might just disappear out of my account, and I won't get anything for it. So I'd, I'll give, just give them the $99 for now. Yeah. You can always goes. buy another controller yeah, later. Yeah. You can always buy the Ouya later, which is I'm kind of like regretting buying it. I can still back out, but like I kind of want to give them... How like, do you still back I'm out? St- you can Until the Kickstarter goes through, you can like go in and out, raise and lower Oh, yeah, you could change really? your bid. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah, you so could change I your bid to say, a dollar. I can say I'm bidding 1000 You could ruin someone's dreams by putting... <laughs> And then the last second, I say I changed my mind. And then, yeah. Actually, that was a thousand more than I expected. Yeah, that you could do that. I yeah. think I bid and actually paid a thousand dollars for Pebble. Excuse me, a thousand one. Wow. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. So I trust anyways, they'll actually produce it. So yeah. I, so oh yeah, I'm going to give the quick summary. You you give the details. Go for it. All right. It's small box, inside of which has some sort of Android magic, and the T-O-4? idea is. I think. I think it's a Tegra 3, oh, okay. but I don't, I don't actually know the details, so I'm not going to put that out there yet. Um, it plays some games, but without a touchscreen like every other Android device, and uh, they're supposed to all be free to play. And to it's going to be $99. Yeah. Yeah. No, there, no, there's some component of free to play must be in every yeah. game. So, okay, but it could just be a demo, and then you unlock the rest. They've, of it? they've specifically yeah. clarified that uh, it may be like Xbox Live. I mean, they haven't, didn't yeah. say that, but I'm surmising Xbox Live Arcade style, where you get a demo and then you can pay for the. Price. Here's what yeah. I can tell the other you: thing that no is, matter what, the model isn't settled. Well, hold on. The other thing is the box is hackable. Like, essentially, like they're not discouraging hacking; they are encouraging it. They're saying, "Go ahead and hack it if you want. We don't care." The so, reason, just use it as an Android power. So, yeah. But the reason why they're doing that is to, like, get higher numbers out there so yeah. it's more appealing for people to, like, buy it because Kickstarter community is into that kind of thing also. But also because by having free-to-play games, it doesn't much matter if the system's hackable because, like, most of that uh, free-to-play stuff is going to come from, like, services and support that happens on the developer side. Yeah, so, not stealing. Yeah, but doesn't that totally games? depend on like how you're interpreting free to play? I mean, if you do it like the like you know the mobile way, right, where the game is free and you're just buying content, that's one thing, right? But if you're like downloading a demo of the game, right, and then you pay to actually play the demo, like isn't that a different sort of thing? I I, I mean, ultimately, if your game is open to piracy, then people are probably going to pirate it. Um, so I like. I would think it's on the developer to try to make it less piratable. Yeah. So, so let me and ask that's you. That's the point of the free-to-play thing, right? So let me ask it to you this way then: Like, do you think that the XBLA structure of a game is more susceptible to piracy than like the like strictly speaking free-to-play model? Yes. Yeah. For of course sure. it is. Yeah. So okay. So this immediately is like highly unattractive. That this reality is highly unattractive to me. Well, because I but you can you can make your the game part of your game stream yeah. in when people pay, so that it's not piratable and it's still the same thing, right? I mean, so well, that's what I'm asking. Can side. you? Yeah, you can do whatever you want. I mean, right? Because well, I, mean, I, 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 I have a game on my iPhone that doesn't have music, uh, and then whenever you play a new level, it says, "Do you want to download the music patch?" And you say yes. Because they want to keep it under the like 10 meg initial download. 
to so that people can buy it without being connected to Wi-Fi. Okay. Which, by the way, is now 50 megs. Yeah, I know. So it's a lot of work for nothing. For <laughs> yeah. That, right? uh, this is, uh, okay, yeah, it's I don't know. It's going to be tricky. This They're is gonna kind of, yeah, this, this feels very strange to me now. Yeah, but ultimately I think that the goal of, of making it hackable is because uh, the reason games like Minecraft came out and were big was because of the lack of barrier to entry. But also mm-hmm. you can, like Android games make money. But they're easily pirated. Yeah, that's why everyone has switched to free to play on Android. Yeah, so there's already a model. People are already doing it and yeah. making games and being successful to a certain degree. Now they're still susceptible. I, I guess to what I'm saying is that it's from a designer's perspective, the strict free to play model is really, really horrible for game design. Maybe for where, design. where you pay for assets and things like that, and you pay to like progress in the game and so on. That's uh, how so. Because you're not able to basically make a standalone experience where you're saying, "Oh yeah, yeah, I'm paying X amount of dollars for yeah. this product as a standalone." Thing. I don't think anyone is correct has figured out a way to mesh story and free to play successfully. Yeah, and it doesn't even have in, have to have well, anything to do with yeah. story. But story, I'm using story as a catch-all term for progression. Sure, sure, sure. You know, like but that the only way to do that would be through like episodic release, right? right. And actually, even that's disruptive to the game flow. Though. Yeah, like yeah. I mean, I'll just tell both of you right now, and everybody listening too, right? I I would I would never want to design a game that's strictly free to play. Why? Why is that? You would because want to what if it's just it, strictly free? as long as you got well, paid, right? by strictly I mean like that has that what I'm. Con- calling that strict free-to-play structure, which is that the game as is is free-to-play and all of your income comes from basically profiting off of, like, things from, like, a digital store in that game. That, I don't... Hmm. I, that seems a little bit suspect because as a designer, shouldn't you... Like, your main concern shouldn't be how it's monetized. It should be how fun it is. Oh, but whether... I mean, the dynamics of the game, including whether it's fun or how fun it is, is completely a function of how it's monetized. Um, in, if a I'm magic, asking, in a magic world where you're publishing something just to get people to play it, uh, then how it's monetized shouldn't matter whatsoever, or wouldn't matter. Like mm, if you didn't have sure to I make follow. a living off of it, then it wouldn't matter, right? Well, well, sure. Okay. I mean, I mean, it it matters to me, um, not necessarily because I'm making or not making a living off of it. It matters to me as a designer because. I don't feel like, in general, the type of game dynamic where you're basically you're asking the player to pay money to basically, for ex- for example, progress through the game faster than they would otherwise. Um, that like you're bringing economics into the experience of the game, which to me is akin to, I mean, I'm going to use an extreme example to clarify this point, but like you're watching a movie, right? And it's like, oh, okay, if you want to watch, like, the rest of this, then pay this much money. Or if you want to see what happens to this guy in this side story... Then but they already do that now. Well, I, I, maybe they do, but well, no, I'm I mean, not saying you that's You can good. load up your Xbox right now and watch the first ten minutes of, like, three or four different movies that they have for rent. And uh, when they're done with those ten minutes, you have to essentially decide whether to rent it or buy it. Or well, they, they can do what they want. And actually, now that I'm thinking of it, it's a horrible example because there's more going on in the game dynamic than in the movie dynamic. Yeah. It's not just... But get, also, you're not talking just about a demo. He's talking content. about the free-to-play model, which is like, you're getting the game for but free. But no, the free-to-play, mo- uh, the free-to-play model hasn't been pinned down to be a single thing. And I think... Right, like, I'm defining it in a very explicit way, and that's right. what I'm referring to. See, well, okay, let's talk about League of Legends. Okay, uh, this, which I don't, a, which I don't know much about. So okay, it's a free-to-play, super highly competitive game, right? Um, where each of the champions are like, they they there's a hundred champions or so in the game, approximately a hundred. Yeah, and they cycle them out ten free ones for everyone, like every two weeks. Okay, so everyone can try out every champion eventually. Okay, and as when you play the game, you build up like cur- the in-game currency. And you okay. can buy the champions to unlock them forever using that in-game currency. Okay. So if, let's say you play 10 games, you can unlock Annie uh, and then use her for even when she's not free. Let me, let me ask you this question, right? In that product, can you gain a substantial advantage just by paying money over no. people who don't? Okay, so they intentionally like, Okay, so that's, that that's the key to me as a designer. You know, yeah. Because if you can't, 
then that's good. The substance and the essence of the game is respected and retained. Right. If you have a game that can, then it's not respected, and that's horrible for design. We'll talk more about this when we get right, get back. So that was a good stopping point, I think, because I wanted to, to jump in and point something out, because you don't know much about League of Legends, and admittedly, I don't know either much, but it, but to explain to you what's happening there when you have these players, it's kind of like a fighting game where you get access to a number of the characters, but you do have the option to pay and then unlock the other player characters, right? Meanwhile, you might be fighting against someone who has a character you don't have. Right. Because you haven't bought him But yet. can you eventually get that one through means that don't involve paying? That's Yeah, that's what he's saying. You yeah. play a lot, so. you build up a currency, and then you could buy something. Or so. you could just pay real cash and get access to them all. But there's a slight difference because th- what you just described initially is basically the Street Fighter cross Tekken strategy where they sell you the game with like – it's got like 40 or 50 characters for like – for the standard $60. And then you can pay 20 bucks and download 12 more. Yeah. You know, now would be a good time for me to mention um, a quote, guys. <laughs> okay. I was saving this, but this is very <laughs> apropos right now. All right. Um, so the, the guy who's in charge of Tekken, Katsuhiro. Oh, my God. Katsuhiro. I'm going to really try not to do a fake Japanese accent. Harada. Um, he said this. If I was given the choice to include paid DLC or quit Namco, I would maybe quit. Or maybe I would just say, get someone else to deal with this. Now, so so there you go. Okay, I would love to talk about what Wes and I know about Namco, but I'm not sure that we can talk about it. Well, hold on. We can talk about, we can talk about the quote that he just said because it's already been debunked, sort of. Right. You know, uh, what do you get when you pre-order... Street Fighter, or pre-order Tekken Tag Tournament, too. I don't know. You get 100 bikinis. Oh, yeah. And uh, do you think that those are going to be paid DLC after the game launches? Of course. So he's going to quit. <laughs> but he's also giving the, op- <laughs> the option for people to get it for free. But there's... Namco, Namco is... Uh, sort of... They're very happy about the fact that Capcom got totally screwed by the community when when they found out when the community found out that their characters for street fighter Ver- cross tekken were on the disc already right. they, they were just paying to unlock the content that's already there on the disc they have which we can debate whether or not that's cool uh all day long but people hated it and namco is convinced that it really really hurt capcom and hurt sales okay. and they are loving the fact that they're just like nope all dlc is free yeah Oh, what oh, they really? might do is just a time release where the well, bikinis maybe, are the pre-order and then three months maybe later this, free. Maybe this guy – basically his impetus for saying that, he, I mean he wasn't just trying to be snarky. Um, his he's, impetus he's coming from that, what you talked about. Yeah, like but, it's a designer's perspective. Right, I don't but, want to have to design around screwing people out of more money. Right. But to be a little more precise about it, like for him um, in, in this little piece I have here, he basically says um, you know, it's, if it's essential to the game, then he doesn't feel like – you should have to pay extra to get it. If it's a non-essential item, then okay. Like then he's amenable to the idea. Yeah. Well, the bikini I, models are definitely not not essential. Yeah, and I kind of feel the same way too. You know, but uh, we yeah. Uh, so but see that that, and I think that's a mix-up with the free-to-play model. Like people don't like it because they're afraid of what it could become, and it can become like a lot of games use it terribly. Yeah, but I mean, the, it the, has the common that. Like the yeah. common thing between most of those games is they're not successful. Like most of the games where you you pay to progress, if unless it's like Sim Social or something like that, where they already have a license that yeah. is going to suddenly well, they're get all they're regardless. also bad games because well, yeah, you they can are. circumvent the actual. But bad games game. are unsuccessful. Like yeah, that's yeah. the ultimate. Like that's where what free to play hopefully will prove when this whole like but I'm not new model. 
I don't have enough like specific data in my head about this, but I don't get the impression that like many of those are like generally unsuccessful. I actually had the contrary impression that in general, like somehow companies found that oh, if they revert to free to play models or not revert but go to that, that they end up making way more money. They do end up making way more money. Yeah. So then, so what's your metric of success then? Is the games that I've that I've gotten into that have been free to play, which are Hero Academy, like. Uh, Tiny Tower, uh, dude. Tiny Tower is such crap. I, I got so draw something. For like a day. Right, I did. I kind of did too. But I've never paid any money for the the game that I have paid a lot of money for is well as much as I possibly can is Hero <laughs> Academy, which has I think an awesome implementation of free to play. They it's free to download and it's ad supported. If you buy anything from them from everything they offer, they take the ads away forever. And you unlock, and the stuff that they offer is you can play as one character class by default, and you can unlock more uh, just for three bucks or something. Do you find class. the ads disruptive? I don't know. I I, I like. I found out I like the game after after the first time I played it, and they went away. But they essentially play an ad between every two moves. So imagine like playing chess with someone, right? Uh, asynchronously. Oh, and then there's an ad. And every two moves, there's an ad. So it's going to be a while before you play again. And it's so yeah, they're pretty disruptive. But ultimately, like, yeah. if you can get rid of them and you're gonna, and you already know that you like the game, like it, it got me over the barrier of spending money on it where I otherwise wouldn't have. Speaking like, of disruptive, that. oops, um, that was also no, actually, that was not what I was referring to. That was just <laughs> serendipitous. <laughs> um, I'm just gonna phone. mention another story that I have lying around here because we're talking about this now. Sony has a patent apparently um, to bring up a screen. To interrupt the game that you're playing. And on the screen, there's a screenshot in the patent spec. And on the screenshot of the patent spec, there's text that says, Warning, gameplay is about to resume. And then under that is an ad and it says, You've got to try it. So does in a starburst. Okay, what? I have no idea what you just described. So they have a spec for a screen that's basically saying, like, it's put it's placed an ad that fills your screen, and it's warning you that gameplay is about to resume. I think the actual patent, if I remember, is that it slows the game down, like so that you don't screw up because of that. (laughs) And then as soon as the ad is done, it like resumes the speed of the game, like 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 ease in, ease out. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. So. Kind of like a bumper for the show or something. Uh, oh, hey, we're going to, I, going to commercial. I think that's. Right I don't see. I think that that will do two things if if they do it. Yeah. Um, number one, it'll get more people to play their games because presumably the games will be free and be ad supported, and uh, and it'll get people to hate that experience, so they'll pay for it or they'll buy it. Um, the thing that Gekai, the purchase of that, Gai Kai. might might be part of this because oh, that's interesting. Because my issue with like the, right now they offer like the one hour free gameplay for plus uh, members, right? But that hour free gameplay comes with a thirty gig download. That if you've ever used yeah. PSN, oh, we've, is gonna we've take just like, we've just experienced. Yeah, yeah, we talked about that last week. Like two, you you choose who you're going to play. It's going to take two more nights or and at it's, least before. It's you not can, even an hour. It's like it's just a timestamp. So yeah. at most you have an hour. And it's funny because I just I just tried that with one of the uh, the one hour demos. Yeah, and it's really interesting because none of these games have ever been made. With the expectation that a player might have a one-hour demo. And so they've never timed any of the dynamics of how the game progresses to any of this. G- give me a second to explain to our listeners who don't know what we're talking about so at least they understand the rest of the conversation. So <laughs> if a PlayStation Plus member, if you're a PlayStation Plus member, which Ara and I recently got access to for free and you probably I've pay been paying for it for two years now. Yeah. <laughs> or an hour so... Um, I don't know if it's all the games, but several games you can download. But the problem is that a full-disc Blu-ray game, you're looking at usually 15 or more gigs, which is always going to take a long time, but especially with Sony's servers. Like, to, to download 15 gigs last week, if you guys were listening, you'll recall that I spent an entire day downloading Ratchet & Clank something and still didn't download the whole game. I'm still at only 75% because I had to pause it. Um, so imagine saying, ooh, I want to try this demo. I'm going to get an hour of this thing for free because I'm a PlayStation Plus member, but I have to literally wait an entire day yeah, it's asking, or more it's before actually, I can play this demo. It's asking a lot from you because then after you do all that, 
then you have to say, I have to block off an hour of my life ahead of time to enjoy yeah. this yeah. because once I start it, it's going to expire in an hour. Yeah, no it does it by the, the timestamp clock on the system. It's not like you've played 30 minutes, you put it away, you come back later. It's yeah. start, oh, you have one hour. One, so. Yeah, and, it's, and they're kind of nice about it because while you're playing, it'll actually warn you at the 30-minute mark and at okay. the 45-minute mark. That's cool. Um, but then, like, once you get around that time, like, you start thinking about, like, what what else can I do that's useful in this game in 30 minutes? Yeah. And a lot of times, at least so far, in the one example that I've tried, I'm like, um, okay, like, I'm just trying, like, I'm just going to play to see, like, as many different backgrounds as I can. Yeah, so nothing because would make you <laughs> skip cutscenes more than one hour <laughs> timestamp, like, placed on your experience. Oh, yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's Final Fantasy sure. that way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Final, like five hour, minutes of Final gameplay. Fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> But so, yeah, the, I don't know if you know this, but uh, if you have Plus, you can also set it to turn on your PlayStation in the middle of the night and download whatever's in your queue. Oh, seriously? Yeah. Oh, man. I didn't know that. You, yeah, that's pretty cool. I could have been doing so, that. Yeah, you could have done that instead of babysitting. Now I actually have it downloaded. Yeah. Meanwhile, my cable provider is probably going to get really upset with me. <laughs> <laughs> They're fine. They love it. So there's there's a bunch of other OE stuff that um, we yeah. need to talk about. So hold on, you mentioned something earlier about how can you port Android games to it. They haven't talked this up, and maybe it's because they're going to cut it. But the the middle of the controller is apparently a touch panel, so you can use uh, it to emulate touchscreen games. Okay, now that you brought up the control panel, that's I have I have a complaint to register. But that hang on, that's not necessarily going to work because no. you want to touch what you're looking yep. at. I know it's going to be mousepad. super weird. It but might Angry help in some Birds cases. It would work, right? A little bit. I mean, there's. There, I'm sure that there's some functionality that it will add, but also there's a lot of games that have, you know, digital fake controls, and what you really want is a controller. So those games will translate very easily. Yeah. But it's not a direct like you get the the version that works on the Nexus, and then you get it for this. It's not the same because it's going to need to be built with those controls in mind. Okay, so have you guys seen pictures of the controller? Yeah. Okay, so I'm very upset about this. Um, they're boasting that they've like enlisted some renown uh, of things that aren't video game interfaces to design their product. That seems like the wrong guy. And, and, and okay, so look, the buttons are all the same symbol but different colors. They've already sort of addressed that. How, how, please tell me. Well, the, Bef- they, they addressed it in a different way. They said uh, people who are colorblind are complaining about the controller. I'm not colorblind and I'm complaining. Well, but they're complaining because literally, like, if it yeah, says well, it's even worse for button, them, obviously. They're not going to even know which button they're Right, but, about, well, but, yeah. I mean, not only that, but consider, like, how are you going to refer to, the, yeah, to this Yeah, they said that they hadn't text. considered it yet, and they're going to, they'll change the button. It's got to it's, it's be, gotta be like, no, like Maybe letters it'll be or numbers or something. O-U-Y-A. Oh, Christ. All right. <laughs> if you, all right, if you're listening from Ouya, <laughs> you can use that one for free. Yeah. <laughs> Well, thank you. I'm sure they'll. But they'll please don't. <laughs> but it's better than what you got now. So we'll maybe be, you should. We'll be right back. Are you going to find a master of science program in technology that creates thinkers who understand how business works and how to apply the technology? Where else are you going to discover a graduate degree in technology that is customized to meet your objectives? Where else in the Valley, on campus or online, can you study at the only private university that gives you the opportunity to focus in specialized areas like network security, artificial life programming, and game studies, as well as technology management? Where else? Where else but the University of Advancing Technology? UAT's graduate technology program is accelerated. It combines business with technology. It offers the flexibility to adapt quickly to changes that come in high-tech fields. Feed your brain. Lead. Manage. You won't find this innovative environment anywhere else. UAT, the select private university where you'll be fully immersed in technology. The experience is unrivaled. Click UAT.edu. That's UAT.edu. And we're back once again. It's Chatterbox Video Game Radio, and we're continuing to talk to about. Oh, yeah. The Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, what's it actually supposed to be pronounced? I'm not going to tell you. Okay. Anyway, we're talking about buttons. The only company that's ever done buttons correctly. Um, correctly. First of all, only one? Okay, this is yeah, going to be well, good. Well, JAMA did it correctly. But also, sort of? Well, kind of. It's weird when you get into two-player setups. But um, uh, NEC with the Turbo Graphics. You know what their buttons were called? One and two. Actually, no, they screwed it up, too. They had two was the button on the left, didn't they? Well, yeah. But they're Japanese. Yeah. <laughs> but right? look, look. Just the simplest thing is... One, two, three, and four. Yeah. Why do they keep getting it wrong? Why does one company like Microsoft have A, B, X, and Y, and Nintendo have B, A, Y, and X? Look. It's aggravating. I think all of those are fine as long as it's like a letter because then you can say in text, this button. Because you have something crazy like a triangle, then you have to do all these crazy things... How about a one button? The You're two coming buttons. at this from a designer's perspective. Yeah, imagine that. You don't want to have to put triangle in, bl- in brackets. And imagine that. <laughs> I and, wonder if, if, if Sony developers have keyboards with special characters on them. <laughs> look, triangle, square, X look, and O. Just, just consider if they actually went ahead with this, uh, all the buttons are circular but a different color, what kind of a nightmare would that be? Would you rather the buttons in, all be shaped? In documentation. It's... The crazy thing is is that you'd have to use an entire word of a color to refer to a button. And it's not even like it's well, just a thin circle. RGBY, right? No, they just Don't put, get a, they'll put a picture of a circle that's purple yeah. or yeah. like slightly And 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 besides besides all of that, less than purple. like it is it is like look, every designer worth their salt knows that people can distinguish between the same shape and different colors less well than the same color in different shapes. So yes. I'm I'm picturing playing Parappa with a controller that has letters and I don't like it as much. Playing Parappa? Yeah. Yeah, no. Those I mean, symbols are intrinsically like well, kick punch, it's all in the yeah. mind. Um I I agree. That particular game maybe <laughs> would be weird with letters, but at the same time you you wouldn't know any different. Yeah, I know. Do you not remember so, Parappa? No, I remember. <clears throat> okay. I'm, I'm remembering right so, now. That's why I'm not talking. Our listeners don't know the look that you just gave me. This is just vacant. <laughs> no. As vacant could be. No, that's because I was remembering. <laughs> okay. Just, Master Onion was just going through your head? Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm not a multitasker. Okay. okay so. You know they're going to be in PlayStation All-Star Battle Royale. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Um, All-Stars. So, so I, think, yeah. I think there's other things about the Ui that we need to uh, address. The Wiggy Wiggy Wah. Um, okay. So... What have we left out? The fact that it might not come out or because it's a The fact that I think it's going to be a total flop and not really happen. Oh. Aside from yeah. maybe being yeah, produced. Okay. Okay. So, so the Kickstarter right now, there's like 20 some days left, like 21, I think. Uh, and they've already amassed over $5 million. This just astounds me. I, yeah. I think it's yeah. going to be the biggest one. Actually, ever. actually, Wes, like you tell me what your opinion on this issue is. But I, I have the feeling like – oh. The level of interest is primarily because now developers can make a game on the TV that doesn't have to go through basically like a publisher slash like does nothing but collect your money type of entity. I agree. I think that Although, that's where the – I think that when they said it's open and you can develop stuff for it, right? like all all game developers that have had to fight with like – is it TSR and all that stuff or like all of the checklists of things you have to have before you can get a game on a console right or like they don't want to have to do all that stuff because it delays like Spelunky yeah when would that have been done if he didn't have to go through all the certification stuff I don't know when would have it been done well it's already it was done on PC and probably less time it took less time for him to make it on yeah. PC than to port it to he's, he's talking about standards that there's no. that yeah. you have to adhere to whenever you make your game yeah. Yeah. the checklist of crap but, and, and yeah. Big developers are all like leaving AAA. There's your favorite word, game yeah. companies, yeah. to do their own thing. Yeah. And if they can get away from the bullshit that comes with AAA, right? I think that they'll do it. I mean, look at Peter Molyneux and uh, who else? Who else went uh, indie-ish lately? I don't know. I don't know. Lots oh, of people. But <laughs> you know, all, you're you're suggesting that this will do well simply because. I, I mean, PC no, games, I'm you can already that make that's your own the stuff. reason it is doing well. It's, a PC can do exactly the same thing. But it's, it's, the, fo- it's the form factor. People, 
I've always suspected this, okay? And it's never been validated until now. People just have a hard-on for playing a game on a TV where there's absolutely nothing else in your way. Yeah. You know what? Here, here's what... I have this hard-on, too. Here's what's interesting to me. This could work because of psychology, and yeah. that's it. Because it's just a PC that's meant to be on the... That has, a, sort of, first of all, a set um, uh, hardware, right? And has a controller. And something I've been wanting to get back into lately is to talk about the horrible interface that's available on a PC, yeah. which is the keyboard. Yeah. It hasn't presented a keyboard, right. although there's going to have to be, probably, where no, you why, install why stuff. And, and I just expect there to be a keyboard peripheral uh, pretty quickly. Well, or just a, U- a, USB a USB port. port so yeah. it's got a keyboard on it. So. Yeah. But, I mean, its main control is clearly the controller. Yeah. And I this is something I've been wanting to talk about since... I, I've talked several times about how I got a Mac, right? And um, the important part of that is that I got a new laptop capable of playing games that I couldn't play before. And I was like, all right, I'll play some of the Steam games I've compiled lately. Like, I wanted to wait to get uh, the Mac to play Civ Five that I had on Steam. And also, I played Bastion recently. And I was sitting there playing it on my Mac, but I also I got my... I connected my PlayStation 3 controller through Bluetooth to my Mac, so it works exactly like a normal controller would on, you know, playing Bastion on XBLA or, or PSN or something. I don't okay. even know it's on PSN. Yeah. Plays exactly the same. So that's cool to me. Although still I had my laptop on my lap instead of connecting it to my TV just because I don't like have the HDMI connector or whatever. Right. But um, that's a fine experience. I don't even mind, I don't mind playing PC games anymore if I have that controller. Yeah, but you, but you went through the, the rigmarole of having to configure all of that stuff. It, but I'm, but once you, when you do it once, you're done. I just now I just hit the PS button and I'm connected to my Mac. It's not a problem, right? Um, and it works perfectly. Now that game was built to work with it, which is great. Or it was built to work with a controller. Um, but you know, this is just a device that has a controller. Great. But if they did the same thing on PC, be like, oh well, what's this? People don't all have controllers, and do they have, you know, the Microsoft controller that's made for Xbox but working on Windows, or do they have some other thing? Um, there's no standard here. They're developing basically a really cheap PC. Uh, with a controller and saying, okay, yeah, we actually expect people to play games on this. But, I mean, they, the PC already has all the, can do everything the consoles can do. Like, all of the game, all of the console games come out on PC, like, a couple months later at this point. So there's really, like, if you buy a console, you're doing it because you want to play those games on TV. Right. And I, the consoles but what are, does that have to do with anything? And it you has to do with and consoles you don't are successful regardless and, and of you the don't, fact that people can probably, like, they don't need them. And you also, you don't want to deal with things like an operating system and something crashing and some file structure. And, I mean, I guess we have to deal with a little bit of file yeah. structure now. But, I mean, the, those kinds of things... Um, I mean, it's yeah, to me it's when annoying. Computer, so you think it's the dedicated nature of it, the fact that it's just connected to the yeah, no, absolutely, no worry. Yeah, I do. I think I think part of it is also that when I'm at a computer, I'm in work mode, and when I'm at a TV, I'm in relax mode, and that like, and it's, it prevents me from playing Connect games because if I'm in relax mode, I do not want to stand up. Yeah, it's funny. They, I, th- I feel like the computer slash entertainment industry has tried really hard to like converge yeah. these media. And you know, lots of people don't want them to converge. But, well, they've you know? converged in this, right? Like in your iPhone, right? But they want to, like, you know, I mean, like some people will have like their keyboard like on next to their couch, right? Yeah. And but it's like it's not really that commonplace, you know. Some people do use a computer, you know, in the living room connected to the TV on the couch, but it's not like super commonplace, you know. We haven't brought the computer and the TV together. They're Maybe I forget that because in my house, I did bring the – like, I have a PC on my TV. Well, I mean, like, I have one too, but I rarely use it, you know? You don't use it to work, do you? And I certainly don't use it to work. I use it every day. To work? No, not to work, but I use it for my television, right? So if I'm sitting there watching Netflix or something, it's usually through the PC. Even though I've got five other devices connected that could do do Netflix, um, that's what we use. So, uh, yeah, we use it all the time. It's always connected, and if I wanted to, I could just – break out a web browser and search for something or whatever. So you know one thing is that does surprise me? So the Ouyi thing has this $30, not $30, this 30% rule, right? So just like, just like, is Steam the same way? I mean, like XBLA is that way. uh, Xbox, XNA games. Yeah, so so Industry Collusion has decided that 30% is the percent that the um, custodian or whatever you want to call them is going to collect from all your profits. And they still have that. 
in this. And I'm surprised how much attention and how much money and interest it's garnered, even with because I think 30 percent is still pretty big. That is pretty high. Yeah. I mean, that's like lawyers. Okay, lawyers charge 30 percent, don't they? Yeah, but they also charge too much. But <laughs> whatever. <laughs> um, I, I didn't realize they had announced, you know, that they'll be taking that cut. Yeah, they'll be taking 30%. That's the only way that this could be successful. For them. Yeah, well, exactly. But what bugs me is that just like every other machine that runs games, they're going to need to release the next version that is, you know, more powerful. When you argued with I, me yeah, about this. I, I think that people care less about power now than they used to. Like, they care about features, and if they can come without power. Like, that's part of the reason why these systems that we have are still around seven years later instead of switching every five. Yeah, but come on. I mean, Spelunky is not using, it's not taxing the processor. No, but Spelunky is essentially XBLA. So what we're looking at here is essentially a a system that could produce Xbox Live-style games but can't produce other games, except you're presenting it in the same way that you're presenting a full console where you have an actual box, you have a controller connected to the TV. They're going to expect the power of the PS2, PS3, Xbox 360, and they're going to get something that's not there. So then they'll be like, oh, well, okay, I want more. You could do these other games with it. You could do better graphics and whatever. And as long as a developer has a tool that will allow him to make graphics that are better than what the machine, then they're going to want to push the limits. And guaranteed, if this is at all successful, you're going to see it. A successor. Um, you know it. what? It's interesting that you make this point, right? Because like it's funny now because in like people like every single month this year so far, almost it seems like the retail space has been like languishing. Yeah. You know, and it's been like like the big the big AAA blockbuster, big production value, awesome graphics games don't seem to be hitting as hard as they used to. Why aren't they hitting as hard as they used to? I I, I don't know. Do you actually do you want me to answer that? Or just, just leave it alone? Well, it was intended to be rhetorical, but... I don't catch that very much. Social cues are not my thing. Wait. Maybe Wes can explain. We've got... Oh, no time. That's the answer. We're not going to answer it. <laughs> okay. Um, You're just going to have to figure it out, listeners. Yeah. But I am going to remind everyone one more time to go to uat.edu, the website for the University of Advancing Technology. Uh, thank you to them for sponsoring the program all these years. Uh, we'll be back next week. And uh, for weeks after that, although I don't think Ara is going to be around for the show for, for a little bit. I will be sequestered for quite a while doing secret things um, yeah. that I'll tell you about later. But then you'll be back in like a month or so. Then I'll be back in Somewhere. like a month or so. Okay, cool. Uh, well, Wes, anything you want to tell to uh, to all the fans out there? Uh, keep it real. <laughs> I don't know. Is that what you say? Uh, That's no. what Julie would say. <laughs> Who, Julie? <laughs> yeah. That's, uh, yeah, man, I haven't heard that name in a long time. <laughs> That's what the hip kids are saying these days. All Keep right. it real. Well, thank you for listening. Website is chatterboxgameshow.com. Or I shouldn't even advertise ago. that. I think there's some sort of fatal error on our website right now. Um, we'll be back next week, everybody. been listening to chatterbox video game radio tune in next week for more tips and info and the latest and greatest in video gaming and remember all your base are belong to us